0: Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. (laughs) Now, I know it doesn't sound like much. Mostly that's because it's me making the noise, not because it's actual sound that's been released by astronomers who have been studying these things. But that's roughly the pace of a signal that astronomers have recently detected, well, 2019 recently, and now published an article about in the journal Nature. It's called a fast radio burst, or FRB, and it's a radio signal coming from deep space repeated in a pattern so regular they've described it like a heartbeat. It was picked up by the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, CHIME, radio telescope, in December of 2019, and it's a pretty unusual one, mostly because FRBs are usually kind of quick they last for just a fraction of a second flaring up in some deep part of the cosmos and then blinking out of sight again and then we pick something up and we've only really been discovering these since about 2007 but this frb very cleverly named frb 2019 1221a i know easy to remember right is one of the most unique frbs spotted because it lasted for three whole seconds now that's about a thousand times longer than most frbs in duration In fact, it's the longest known duration FRB to date, and you had some kind of a pulse repeating within it every 0.2 seconds, which probably sounded cooler than my doof, doof, doof. But hey, you work with the things that you've got, right? Danielle Michilli, a researcher at MIT, says it was very unusual. Not only was it very long, lasting three seconds, but there were periodic peaks that were remarkably precise, every fraction of a second emitting a boom, 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 like a heartbeat, and this is the first time that an FRB has been described as periodic like this. Now, we're not 100% sure what causes FRBs could be magnetars, highly magnetic and rapidly spinning neutron stars that shoot off beams of radiation into deep space, sort of the cosmic equivalent of the ground flower firework. Neutron stars themselves are the collapsed cores of much larger stars that are incredibly dense, packing more mass than the sun into a diameter of about 12 miles or so. Remember, the sun is nearly a million miles in diameter, 865,000 to be precise. So you have a big old star collapses, forms a teeny tiny little neutron, I mean 12 miles is pretty small, astronomically speaking, and if it happens to spin and have the right kind of magnetism going on, it puts out an FRB, in this case a very unique one. It's also possible that it was emitted from two neutron stars merging together. Again, some of these deep space phenomena are still things that we're not 100% sure about. I mean, we just got the most recent set of class pictures released, and there's all kinds of stuff out there we've never seen before, right? On this particular signal, we are not sure where it came from. We're not sure how far it traveled. We think it came from another galaxy, but three seconds of repeating radio signal is not an awful lot of information to work on. But like so many other aspects of our universe that astronomers study, the fact that there's only been one of this type ever detected makes it that much more interesting. And now from the excellent way to make us all look cheap profile... Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates and one of the world's wealthiest men has announced that he will give away about a sixth of his net worth with a $20 billion donation to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the charitable fund that he and his ex-wife founded in 2000 as part of his announced ambition to give almost all or all of his wealth away. The foundation works to improve global health, gender equality, and education. It gives a significant amount of money. It's actually the largest private donor to the World Health Organization, and it brings the foundations endowment to about 70 billion dollars now what's kind of interesting to me is he says that the goal here is to raise the level of the foundation's endowment so that he can have the foundation give far more money away each year currently about six billion a year the goal is that by 2026 it would give away nine billion dollars a year and i'm just wondering where a 70 billion dollar investment is going to spin off nine billion dollars in essentially profits and that's like an 11 or 12 percent rate of return who's getting that these days but Who am I to ask questions about one of the biggest charities in the universe? It's also kind of interesting to think about how much Gates is worth. You know, about $129 billion or $114 billion, depending on whether you ask Forbes or Bloomberg. You know, so there's about an aircraft carrier's worth of wiggle room between his upper and lower net worth estimates. And that's usually how I try to quantify these things. You know, I can't comprehend what 114 billion or even $20 billion is. But I know that the USS Gerald Ford price is out at about $13 billion. But all that does is buy you the boat, and then, of course, you've got to buy things like jet fuel and, you know, jets. And Hornets are $65 million apiece, and you've got to buy nuclear fuel, you've got to get uniforms, you've got to pay for labor, you've got to buy toilet paper. I mean, the prices add up pretty quickly. I'm not sure how much operational capabilities you'd get for $20 billion these days, but let, let's round out to that being the price of a carrier, Okay. So if your thought was, well, I could either give $20 billion to the foundation or I could buy an aircraft carrier, almost, almost. Another way to think about it is Elon Musk in the deal to purchase Twitter has recently been sued by Twitter after he backed out for $44 billion to complete the transaction. So Bill Gates is giving away half a Twitter. Or again, if it helps you picture what that amount of money means, it's somewhere between the GDPs of Corpus Christi at $22 billion and Tallahassee at about 18 billion dollars so bill gates just donated plus or minus the entire productive value of a medium-sized florida or texas city in any case in a blog post Gates says i will move down and eventually off the list of the world's richest people he went on to say that he has an obligation to return his resources to society in ways that have the greatest impact for improving lives and basically described it as not a sacrifice at all And finally, kind of a sad story, but one that at least reminds us that though some people are bad, other people are working really hard to undo the bad stuff in the world. Thousands of beagles have been rescued from a breeding facility in Virginia where they were deprived of proper veterinary care and food. The Invigo facility in Cumberland had bred about 4,000 dogs to be sold to laboratories for animal experimentation, according to the Humane Society in a press release, and the rescue operation came following a lawsuit filed by the Department of Justice in May against the facility, which accused it of multiple Animal Welfare Act violations, dogs living in unsanitary conditions, dogs not having sufficient food, not being provided with the proper veterinary care, or even being euthanized without anesthesia. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Some reported to be sick or underfed, but then it's what we're... we're doing with them that encourages me because the 4,000 or so beagles discovered alive there are being transferred from the facility to Humane Society partner organizations where they're going to be put up for adoption. And obviously, you can't just put 4,000 beagles into one place. So they're being spread around the country, everywhere on the East Coast, Midwest, and even onto the West Coast. And some of the shelters being confirmed so far as receiving the beagles, Homeward Trails in Virginia, the Kindness Ranch Animal Sanctuary in Wyoming the SPCA of Massachusetts, and uh, Priceless Pets of California. And of course, every adoption organization has a slightly different protocol for what you have to go through in order to adopt one of these pets, because they want to make sure that they're going to a good home, obviously, and that you're a good match for them. But again, I take away from this the lesson that our mark of collective humanity isn't necessarily what a few people do wrong, but what the rest of us do to make good on or make up for the wrong that those few people do. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek and this podcast if you haven't already. While you're here, hit the five-star review. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.